Welcome to SPS Talk, a podcast series by and for the leaders of the Children's Hospital Solutions for Patient Safety Network. I'm Ann Lyron, the Clinical Director of the Solutions for Patient Safety, and I'm joined today by Dr. Leslie Jureko. Leslie is the Vice President for Quality, Safety, and Experience at Spectrum Health, a nonprofit health system with 15 hospitals, a physician group, and health plan in Michigan. Leslie is also a practicing pediatric hospitalist at Helen DeVos Children's Hospital, which is the children's hospital within the larger Spectrum system. Leslie has led projects focused on uh, hospital-acquired conditions or hack reduction, including an innovative approach around process data collection, now known as KCARD. Leslie serves on the SPS clinical steering team and was recognized in Modern Healthcare's up-and-comers list for healthcare leaders recently. Before I hand it over to Leslie, I want to remind all of you to save the date for the upcoming Spring Solutions for Patient Safety National Learning Session. It's May 22nd through 24th in Detroit, Michigan. So with that, I'm going to hand it off to Leslie, who's going to talk to us today today about children's hospitals overcoming system-level barriers by leading the way and aligning. Physicians play an important role. Turning it over to you, Leslie. Thank you, Anne. So in this podcast, I will attempt to bring a perspective of a former pediatric quality and safety physician leader that now leads at the system level. The objective at the end of our short time together is to provide you as physician leaders some concepts to reflect on and engagement strategies on how you can align with a larger system and yet still create that great improvement work at the local level of your children's hospitals. And a great way to start is by discussing what ideal state would look like for a children's hospital within a system. Preferably, this would look like the pediatric space, no matter how big or small, is seen as the leader within that system for the improvement work it leads and for the reduction of harm. So physician leaders in pediatrics are typically very dedicated to improving care, as we all know. We're really good at reducing defects. And we're generally known for leaning in a little more than other specialties. And because of this, and to quote Anne, it is really important to be seen as the leader of that conga line within your system. And when this happens, and backed by your improved outcomes in that children's hospital space, the larger system is going to take notice. And often, they'll easily support, invest, and resource your work appropriately and thus making the role of that pediatric physician leader more activating to drive further and further improvements. So every system is trying to become this learning organization because it really does mean survival in the era of increased non-traditional disruptors. We just have to survive. And having pediatric physicians lead the diffusion of learnings is the ideal state. Now I'm gonna pause here because I have no disclosures to make other than I just finished the book Pollyanna with my eight-year-old son. And I truly know that getting to the ideal state is really, really difficult. I know what I just said seems very Pollyannish for this podcast, but hard work and improved outcomes locally will pave your future to easier success in the larger system. So let's keep talking about what this could mean. So let us um, contemplate some barriers together. When we're asking for resources, for data, for analytics, and other EMR um, resources, 
we specifically run into barriers, and I'd like to talk about three of them. One is the system level strategy is usually not focused on pediatrics, and sometimes it's gonna feel like there's hardly any tactics that are pediatrics. Another large barrier is almost nothing in the pediatric space is tied to much regulatory, pay for performance, or reimbursement dollars. The troubling part about this is it tends to be the very first question in the decision tree at the corporate system level around providing resources, resources such as IT, analytics, informatics, and any other capital requests. Therefore, pediatrics often has to plea their case in another way to get over the, the first hurdle for these resources. And a third barrier is clinical interventions applied to adult patients are not always the same as what is needed for a pediatric population, and we all know this. But it's that challenging story to tell, and it often takes us having a separate committee structure, separate workflow, separate care paths, order sets, and other resources. And I'll tell you, in the age of trying to standardize across the system and drive to more efficient and affordable healthcare, otherwise known as systemness, children's hospitals can be seen as an antagonist to these efforts of the system. Now, some suggestions from a peer physician to a physician on overcoming these barriers and getting to that ideal state that we talked about. First of all, many of you already know your first step is to line your yearly goals to that of SBS. It just makes sense. Whether you are leading the entire children's quality safety team or a specific project, the collaboration and data that SBS generates makes for faster improvement. This is a way to grow your improvement team exponentially without adding FTEs because you are learning best practices without having to PDSA everything yourself. You don't have to recreate something because others will share it with you. Plus, it gives you the ability to compare nationally and helps tell the story to leaders and boards. And what better story to tell than that we are all working together to eliminate serious harm in children. Now, once you have that mental model solidified with the SBS framework and goals, it's now time to ask those questions and to learn the larger systems quality and safety strategy. This, I would say, is where children's hospitals often go wrong, is they really stick to kind of their own goals without learning what the larger system is trying to achieve in quality and safety. Asking questions about what, what are they hoping to accomplish and where are their areas that we can align. The key is connecting your work, aka the SBS work, to that of the larger system. Then, as a physician leader, articulate how your global plan or that specific project that you're leading can help improve the system's outcomes as well. Again, it looks like this. Start by connecting to the SBS work. Then find the interfaces with the systems. Then articulate up, down, and around how the children's hospital can be leaders in this work. I want to walk you through a few examples I thought of. We all know that CAUTI is an important hack or hospital-acquired condition in the pediatric and the SBS world. But CAUTI is also one of the main five hospital-acquired infections that also transcends across many adult pay-for-performance programs. Because of this, adult hospitals are usually laser-focused on this hack. So here at Helen Voss Children's Hospital, the team had been doing K-cards for prevention bundle compliance for a while, but had still not reached the goal of zero CAUTIs in their PICU. 
and decided to develop a catheter assessment team that involved intensivists doing peer-to-peer -peer rounding on other providers to remove catheters and decrease utilization. The combination of both of these tactics actually led to a full year without CAUTI, zero catheter-associated UTIs. Now, that could have ended there. We could have all just patted ourselves on the back, and those teams could have gone off and continued to, to sustain that work. Or that team could have said, let's think how we, in this bigger system that is caring for a community, no matter the age, can also help our adult colleagues. How can we spread this work to those adult colleagues also trying to get better? And why? Why should we think like this? Because it not only lowers preventable harm work globally, but it helps the greater system financially and helps increase national reputation for high quality care at your organization. And both of these will cascade back to the Children's Hospital exponentially. So when articulating your projects, you need data or people resources for, try to think about having that spread plan already thought through before you go and ask for more resources or data or analytics and define um, as best as you possibly can what that spread plan could look like throughout the system and you will get more buy-in from the get-go. Another example, improving results on a safety culture survey. So these surveys can be really challenging for larger healthcare systems to move the needle on. There are also a real correlate of engagement, employee engagement. Since the entire system takes these surveys, usually about every one to two years, the pediatric space has a real opportunity to show leadership. The domains on these surveys, such as teamwork, communication, non-punitive response to error and handoff, can be highly impacted by engaged physician leaders. Developing tactics that can work in your own local microsystem to improve safety culture and then increase the culture survey results can perhaps be spreadable to the other areas of the system. And if nothing else, it inspires other physician leaders to tackle culture work. So in summary, now that I am a system level executive and strategically deciding where to resource and how to prioritize, having physician leaders that are committed to leading that conga line Learning fast and spreading these learnings across the system are those I want to provide backing to. If you're leading just one project or a few projects, first of all, thank you. Thank you for your dedication. We need you. And second of all, get more of your colleagues involved. I have a hard time not back, backing and resourcing a project that has two or more physicians that are eager and committed. Thank you for listening today, and please contact me if you'd like to discuss further.